We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello, welcome to TV Times 3, episode 132, 132 Today we're talking about Eureka, Castle, Heart of Dixie, Raising Hope, Revenge, The Good Wife, and Girls with some reality check, yeah. Oh, with reality check and some TV on DVD. Um, full show notes with time codes for each segment will be at tvtimes three dot com slash one thirty two. Uh, I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TV holic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray from raylee.com. And she's Ray. So um, we were just kind of joking because I said the news is that the fun album is fun, but really that's it. That we have. Oh, no, we did find out there was one piece of news. Um, the Lion Game from ABC Family was renewed for a second season. i got to be honest, I thought it was already canceled, so yeah. I didn't know that it was even valid for a second season. So kudos to you. Uh, i got to say, every game. time you guys say it, it sounds like the Lion Game. <laughs> the, the Lion Game. The, the Lion Game. That would be more interesting to me as a TV show, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So there's our news. Yeah, that sounds like some sort of weird. Uh, uh, you sure, that wasn't on the sci-fi list of uh, <laughs> of proposed reality shows or something. Eight hundred shows they announced today. I mean, twenty-eight shows in production. That's a little much. Um, but then again, they do have Ghost Hunters re- like marathons every day. Well, the one thing to remember about sci-fi and their twenty-eight shows that they announced today is that half of them will probably make it actually onto TV. And because uh, how many shows? There's always shows every time they they announce stuff that uh, uh, any three inches fans out there, but uh, oh yeah, and then I couldn't <laughs> even make it through that pilot. They get announced and then they maybe film a pilot and then air it sometime. But anyways, but anyway, um, so there you have it. That's news. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so we're jumping right into prime time for the week of Monday, April sixteenth, through well, since it's Tuesday, we're gonna go. I guess it's kind of through Monday. April 23rd, because we are going to talk about Heart of Dixie. We might as well talk about, and Eureka, we might as well talk about two weeks worth. Right? Right. Um, yes. So, Except that I haven't watched last night's Heart of Dixie. but Oh, well, we won't spoil that, but you've watched Eureka, right? Oh, you did write that. You wrote episode yeah. two. All right. Well, we'll talk about Eureka anyway. Eureka season five, episode one, Lost, and episode two, The Real Thing. I was so upset that, like, so I watched these early, and I was so upset that Ray didn't watch it on Monday night. I was like... Ray, I need you to respond because I need to be able to post this sentence because Ray will know kind of what I'm talking about if I said this sentence. And it was, did anybody, did Eureka's premiere make it feel like Alias's season two finale when it was like, Sid, you've been missing almost two years and your heart sinks and Vaughn's married and just the end of the world is here and Lauren Reed exists and she mouth breathes and it's a whole other situation. So I'm watching this premiere of Eureka thinking to myself, Oh my God, this is Sid and Vaughn. Allison is back after four years and Jack's moved on and I'm devastated. I really was. It felt like a a punch to the gut. And it was a good episode, but still I kept focusing on the fact that suddenly Allison and Jack aren't together anymore. It's going to be like this horrible end of... It's going to be like the season with Lauren Reed where you knew she was going to be out of the way eventually. You knew she was going to be evil even though they said she wasn't going to be evil. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but so God, I was to so... Spoil a show that's way to spoil years Alias. Yeah. 2003. <laughs> Damn it, I was um, just going to start watching that. Um, <laughs> um, I'll say this. Thank God for those last five minutes. <laughs> Seriously, I thank God, because it just kind of was like, oh, okay. Jack is still out there looking for her. I know See, he is. I know I've already said this to Amory, but <laughs> I wasn't quite as devastated by it because there was way too much coverage of the episode itself. Um, and people talking like something, I guess one of the promos must have spoiled something about it. Um, because people saying to, what's her face? Oh, my God. Executive producer. What's her name? Amy. Amy. Thank you. (laughs) Telling Amy, saying something to Amy about the promo spoiling it. So I knew there was a twist to it. Well, I didn't see any any promos or spoilers, so I wasn't. Well, you also saw the episodes early, so. (laughs) 
not that early, but probably I guess as cognizant of those if you saw them. Like early you enough to like, have not been spoiled by any coverage right, or. Right. Well, not even that. Right. I mean, just early enough that, like, when you were when that the day was approaching, you wouldn't have picked up on it. I wasn't watching previews as, exactly. exactly as it being a spoiler because you already knew that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, so I. It's not that I knew what was going to happen. It's just that I kind of suspected that it was going to be something along those lines because of the fact that I had heard that there was a twist or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't quite as freaked out about it. <laughs> um, but as I told Amory, I was confused about several things, which the second <laughs> episode has cleared up at least. It's not that I was confused. I The promos, the previews for the second episode had me a little confused about what storylines we would be following. But that's obviously been cleared up now that I've seen the second episode. But I was also a little confused and I remain, I guess, confu- not confused, but unhappily satisfied <laughs> with what I assume is the answer to the why there were so many people. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's just people that they ha- – other people were on the ship that we didn't know about. But because last season spent so much time on just picking the few people who were going to go, I was like – why are there not just four people there or five, whatever the number right, was? Right. I was like, why are there 21 people? I don't understand. Um, and I still don't really understand that because I don't think they ever really. <laughs> well, I think last year they they focused on, you know, the no, I understand main that, cast and who was going to make it. They spent but... so much time focusing on that that, like, you know what I mean? But I think it was still mentioned, you know, it was almost more in passing or whatever that they were, you know, fighting to be part of you know, some group. I mean, they even, you know, they took the, they took a group picture and stuff like that. And there was like, you know, a good number of people. In, I don't remember a group picture happening in, in the final episode or in, you know, I before they took off, that, uh, you know, so they showed that there were, there were more, but yeah, it always, it's always the type of stuff where you have, the, there's apparently there were, you know, the, all, you know, some of the unseen brilliant people. <laughs> I guess here's right. what confuses me about that is, they have all those people, but they're the ones who wake up. That's who she wakes up and, like, pilots the ship with when – you know what I mean? Right. Like, but, uh, yeah. We're not one of those people, the people who are supposed to pilot the ship. I don't <laughs> – <laughs> so I guess that's where I get a little confused about it. I mean, I get it. I understand what – you know what I mean? Like, I, it's not really bothering me anymore. But when it first pulled back and we saw all those people, my initial reaction was, where all those people come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so. there were – but, yeah, it was a crew of, like – you know, supposed to be a crew of, like, 20 – Yes, yeah, and then there was 21, which leads me to episode two, which Ray and I talked a little bit about with what happened to Felicia Day's character. Here's the thing, people. I mean, I love Felicia Day, but I'm like, she is one of the last people to join the show as far as like main characters. So I, of all the people that would have to be eliminated, she is the one I would pick first. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I had to pick from that crew of five people that I wanted one of them to be eliminated, I would pick Felicia Day's character. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if she's actually going to be eliminated, and both of you I know have seen further than me, so don't say anything. But regardless, everybody was all – I could gather from Twitter that everybody was all upset and tweeting to them. And I'm just like, Really? Really? Is it <laughs> really? just because you just love Felicia Day? But come on. Like, these other characters have been around a lot longer. I don't want to see them dead over Felicia yeah. Day. Yeah, if you're exactly. gonna give If you're going to give some sort of emotional resonance to, you know, that scene happening or, or that happening to a character, they could have done it to a side character, like, that they just you just find out about for the purposes of seeing that they really will. A red shirt, if you will. You know, yeah, or, you know, like one of the other yeah, but- 20 people that are there. But that doesn't really give you any, you know, any connection to it. But then, like you said, you're not going to go full out and, you know, and, and drop, like, Allison <laughs> or Carter right. or something, you know. I don't want the real characters dead. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. She's not a real character. She's kind of come and gone. I mean... I was sad to see her go because I actually like – I don't always like Felicia Day's characters on shows that I watch. Um, but in this – on this particular show, I liked her character. So I am sad that – or, you know what I mean? I will be further sad if I find out she's really dead. <laughs> right. Right. I guess. I mean you. I just don't know where it stands right now, especially – See, this is where Twitter's bad because I follow those people and they're all like, just trust us. And I'm like, well, don't say that after a character death. 
Like, right. Now I don't feel like she's dead. Whether she's dead or not, I don't feel like she is because of, of the creator saying on Twitter, just trust us. Right, because they, they're sick of the people yelling at them because Felicia right. Day, whatever happens in this episode. She can die. <laughs> she can die. <laughs> I think these first, well, we're talking about the first two episodes, but even the first three episodes. Hey. I think, uh, I'm not going to say anything about the, the third episode, but I'm just saying that they're just, like, one after the another, they're just outstanding. Like, whether they knew or or whatever this was going to be their final season going into it, they really they seem to have, like, gone full throttle into making this this awesome. Like, the first episode back, when they land, and they really, you know, the first sort of little revelation is, wait, we're not, we didn't land where we think we are supposed to land. Where are we? Right. And then you get this, oh, they're, they landed on Earth. And you're like, what's going on? And then Andy's there. And then you get the revelization, revel, 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 revelation, revelation. Revelation. Oh my God. I couldn't even say it. You get the revelation from, <laughs> from amazing. Jack, you know, talking to Allison that it's been four years, you know. Right. And, oh my God. And I'm married to Laura Reed. Oh. And then the rest of the episode, you, you go through and they did a really good job of masking it until mm-hmm. because in a show like this with uh you know all the different things you know they've gone you know they've gone more and more into the sort of fantastical sci-fi type stuff as the series has gone along and so you totally buy that something could have happened that the ship was gone for exactly four years and stuff and so you totally buy into everything and then you get that last couple minutes and you're like oh man there yeah. and then <laughs> And then, you know, the second episode with them, you know, different little things happening where, you know, like <laughs> catching, you know, things that don't seem, you know, don't seem right. Because the, I like the, uh, the giant program software hardware that they built that can, that was built for 20 people, but the 21st right. person <laughs> really throws it off. Right. It That's is. the way technology works. Um, Yes. I just think that it's going to be really, I'm really sad to see it go because I, I look forward to the show every week. We'll see what happens. I can't go any further because I'll spoil it and I can't spoil it for Ray. So we're moving on <laughs> to, she will kill Cut. me. She knows where I live. Um, <laughs> Castle season four, episode 21, Headhunters. I do like Adam Baldwin, but I didn't love this episode. Right there with you. <laughs> Although I liked how kind of, Brought, I mean, we knew it wasn't going to last very long for Rick to, to not love Castle or whatever. Yeah. I mean, to uh, not love Beckett. Yeah. So, like, I kind of like that it brought that back, even though we knew it wasn't going to last very long. Right. But I don't know. It was just Adam Baldwin's character was a bit much. And it's not it him. Was. It's, it's you know what I mean? I mean, it's it was not, partially him. character is not him. It's, you know, it was like an okay episode. The, the problem is, is that, I mean, it was... Sup- supposed to you know show him sort of pulling away even more but still wanting to stay in that that world to be able to continue to get story ideas and character ideas and stuff like that for his books and ultimately worked you know to see that she still had his back right and you know the the rest of the the group still had his back and stuff like that but it it spent so much time like away from those characters that it the whether it felt sto- like it was a the, pilot. Yeah, whether the story felt good or, you know, the overall story sort of worked to do what it needed to do, the episode just felt weird because it seemed odd to not be spending time, you know, this far into the series with your main, you know, with the people that you're normally... Right. You just had, you know, a few little brief bits with, you know, the the other characters here and there. So that was that was sort like of Brian odd. Like Ryan and Esposito the most... You like them the most? <laughs> like, I liked their, like, reaction to what he was doing. And yeah, yeah. I guess because I kind of, truthfully, I like Ryan Esposito and Castle the most anyway. Like, I like that relationship more than I care about Beckett and Castle. I do like Beckett and Castle, but, like, I like the the friendship or whatever between Ryan um, Esposito and Castle. So I like it when they're, like, giving him a hard time and when they're... Doing whatever and yeah, like, yet still having his back, you know what I mean? Still yeah, making still sure having that his back, there. but getting 
Nick's tickets out of <laughs> yeah out of out of the deal, and then later that was Esposito, and later when he's asking the other one, Esposito's like, "Dude, make sure he's <laughs> like telling him to get something out of him." Right. Anyway, I don't know. I just I'm ready for this episode, this season to be done. Are there two more episodes? I yeah, think there's so. uh, yeah the uh, on the thirtieth, and then they May just 7th get them together the already. Season finale. That's my thing. I need it to be over. Get them together and just move on. Yeah, I think that that that's where the story needs to go in the last couple episodes is is if we start season five and there hasn't at least been an acknowledgement between the two of them like is it season five already the next season Damn. will be season five. next season will be yeah, yeah. right that's well, what the, I mean. yeah well the first season Crazy. was only you know the eight episodes or whatever but wow that's why it doesn't really feel like five. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, so, but yeah, so jumping into, you know, if, well, they've acknowledged it to like everybody else, but the other person, if and there's not. And they did have that one time in like season two where they kind of felt each other's love or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that episode. <laughs> it was the pause, Amory. They felt each other's love you know <laughs> oh, my God. oh man and on that note the last two episodes at least one of them feels the other's love alright as do I as do I so yeah if they don't feel each other's love by <laughs> the end of this season then there's there's definitely then something there's wrong there's gonna be hell to pay from us <laughs> Heart of I don't Dixie. See it though. I just want to know that it's happening. <laughs> Heart of Dixie, <laughs> season one, episode eighteen, Bachelorettes and Bullets. I would like to see it. So. Oh my god! She's still <laughs> talking about them feeling the love. Oh. Um, All right, go on. I'm sorry. Heart of, Heart of Dixie. Dixie, season one, episode eighteen, Bachelorettes and Bullets. Um, I really yeah. wish that this show didn't have bad ratings because I really want to see it come back for another season because I really like it. What does CW have though? Well, Supernatural won't be canceled. 90210 won't be canceled. That show's still on the air? Gossip Girl won't be canceled. Secret Circle, Vampire Diaries. Basically, they're probably going to cancel two or three of Nikita, Ringer, and Heart of Dixie. And I just feel like Heart of Dixie would get the short end of the stick. But who knows? But anyway, this episode is The Bachelorette and Bachelor Parties. I just love Wade. I love Wade and Tom. Um, that actually, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Wade and Tom carry into the next episode and I love them even more. I just love them. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a Zoe and George lover. I know Ray is not either. Um, I'm a George lover. I do love George. I don't love George with Zoe. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just, I like the show. I just, I hope to see it continue and I don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah, well, this episode though was everything sort of finally came to a head, like everybody sort of finding out about right. The secrets out every, everything that's been going on since, uh, you know, what, what we all learned as the audience in the, in the, in the pilot kind of bums me out about the whole thing. No, I mean, I guess I get it. She's engaged to George, but like, I feel bad for LaVon. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. He actually like loves her and she clearly, I don't, I mean, I sometimes I feel like the show is saying that maybe she loved him as well. I think she did too. But then she has these reactions and stuff to George and I'm just like, what? Like it's a mixed messages show. Yeah. Show. Yeah. You're not quite that. The one thing about the show is they have all these different. Zoe seems to sort of be into George and George may be into Zoe, but he's, you know, engaged to, to lemon. But you know, LaVon has feelings for lemon but she's telling him she doesn't, so he tries to, you know, date other people. And, you know, meanwhile, Wade has a thing for Zoe, but he won't admit it. And so, like, everybody everybody sort of has a thing for somebody else. and yes, you're, But you're not really quite sure, like, which yeah. like what which couple, you know, I'm not really sure, like, who I'm really, like, rooting for. Like, who do Supposed I really want to wanna see? For. Like, yeah. Do I want to see... Levon and and Lemon together. Like do I want to see George and Lemon together? Do do I want to see Wade and Zoe together? You know who you know. I, it's that's the one thing. While the show is fun and they have a lot of fun with that, you know, sort of small town, and they have a lot of fun in this one with 
all kinds of weird holidays and whatnot. The following the relationships and who you want to sort of root for either down the road or whatever. It's, it's I don't know. It's not it's not really clear. Well, I think the show just doesn't commit to like if they had one relationship that we understood and knew what what they were trying. You know what I mean? Like they had decided yeah. these two people belong together. It would be one thing to then have a bunch of relationships where because I think that's maybe a little more realistic is that you have a bunch of people who kind of like each other. But you know what I mean? But there's not even one relationship where we know for sure that this is how everybody feels like there's not one of them. Yeah, and for the record, I want Zoe and Wade together. So I'm just getting it out. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I don't even need to be unsure about who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Zoe and Wade. <laughs> I'm only rooting for Lemon and Levon because I like Levon. I would prefer Levon pick somebody else because clearly Lemon is. I just Lemon's not good enough for him. Sorry. Yes, Lemon is not good enough for Her our treatment of our him. Has not been. He should recognize that he should want to be with somebody who would act that way about. A relationship with him. So. Yeah, exactly. Get with it, Levon. Come on. And besides, high maintenance doesn't even really cover it with yeah. <laughs> with that character. Yes, like I like the episodes where like Lemon and and Wade have gotten to not. I don't. I'm not saying in a romantic fashion at all, but like they've gotten to be friendly. I like that. I yeah. like to see that softer yeah, side of Lemon. Sort of uh, where it sort of harkens back to their you know their yeah. history and you know exactly. being friends back in high school and and stuff and uh, shows that. She, you know, she sort of has. She can be human. Yeah, you know, she sort of has put on this, this persona, right. uh, you know, and and they've given the the thing that I like about the show though over the time of the thing is that they have humanized her because yeah. in the very beginning the character is very abrasive, but you don't really have. It takes a little while before you find out stuff about you know how, uh, you know she finds out stuff about her mother. And how she's had to basically be the mother, and you know, to her sister, that you start to see how she became the way she is, and so it makes a lot more, it makes a lot more sense, uh, you know, now, you know, later on mm-hmm. into the series than it did right at right at the beginning. Yeah, and I, I don't that know. Well, last I mean, forever. Like I just can't. Yeah, I, yeah. Like my I, I don't goodwill to towards her in that regard can only last so long. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Again, I point back to the treatment of people, like the way she treats Zoe and the way she treats Levon. I have issues with it, even if I understand kind of like where she's coming from with wanting to be with George because of right. her situation with her mother. Like she feels like I, I would say that I'm no psych, but I would say that she feels like oh she, God. you know what I mean? Like she's got to get over it. Your, your um, thesis, get over it. <laughs> Um, like she feels like she has to be the perfect Southern per- whatever to get her mom back, even though she knows that's not going to happen. And she's kind of getting over it a little bit. She still kind of feels that way. And George is who the perfect Southern Belle would marry, not LaVon. So I get where she's coming from in that regard. But yeah. her treatment of people and, – and this is more, I think, of a writer issue than – it's not probably fair to say that it's all lemon. I think the writers are a little inconsistent about how harshly they have her treat people at times. Cause some episodes like this episode in particular, she was actually pretty nice to, I mean, like she was kind of, I don't know if getting along with Zoe is the right word. I mean, obviously it was because Zoe had come to her and told her, you know what I mean? Had right. warned her, but like, it wasn't quite as their relationship wasn't quite as caustic. Whereas sometimes it's really caustic and sometimes it's, kind of okay i don't know the whole hospital time like when george's dad was whatever and lemon was being so like why is she here like you know she's a heart surgeon like (laughs) it's just hard you know like it's one thing to resent the fact that she's there and to not like that she's there but it's another thing to ask it like what the hell so that's where i have problems with lemon like i I like Lemon when she's with Wade and I like when they kind of show that other side of her, but they so often make her like this hateful person that I'm just like, I have a hard time liking this character. (laughs) Just, I mean, I want to like her, but I have a hard time with it. So, yeah, I think the one thing about that is that while they have humanized her a little bit and shown some, you know, giving more and more background and then show some of these times, like you said, with Wade and stuff like that, where, or even, you know, way back with Wade and George where they're playing, 
you know, pranks and stuff like that, that, uh, they, you know, they show another side, but that hasn't over the course of it, it hasn't rounded off those sharp corners. Like it hasn't, it, it looks like she's softened a little bit or maybe, you know, there hasn't been any real change. That's, I think that's the thing is that while they've shown some reasons why and stuff like that, they've also shown other things, you know, down the story that, yeah, that she could, uh, you know, that, that would lighten her up a little bit, you know, like she comes to terms with like her mother's never coming back. And she, you know, when, that, and that she, what she's been doing, she doesn't need to, to do, but yet she's, they still have her stuck into that at times being just, you know, completely, you know, mean to somebody for what seems like very, yeah. very little reason at all. Yeah. That's kind exactly. of my issue there. So like, I just, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll they don't have much time left to really give us an answer because there's only a couple episodes left, but we'll see what happens. That's Heart of Dixie. Raising Hope, Season 2, Episode 22. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby back season finale. Love this show. I love this show so freaking much. Yeah, I have to say that, well, well, a little bit, this season finale felt a little bit like the Seinfeld series finale with the court case and bringing in you know, various characters, all the old people or uh, whatever stuff to, to sort of bring in everybody, uh, that, you know, side characters and, and stuff like that into the fold for the, the final episode. But I have to say that the first season finale and the second fe- season finale, that the one thing that they do really well on the show, in addition to just the show being good on a weekly basis, is that the season finales are really sort of a treat for fans of the show. Like mm-hmm. they really do draw back on stuff that you've, you know, so there is a lot of stuff in a f- the finale episodes for you. If you've been watching all along in the, you know, in addition to just, uh, the stuff and the last couple episodes with, uh, why am I blanking on, why am I blanking on Nancy Grace yeah, with, with Nancy Grace playing a version of herself. I don't particularly care for Nancy Grace or her show. You know what she, she was hilarious. What she does, but playing this sort of version of herself and the type of show that they were doing, she was fantastic. Like, oh my god, my favorite line is when she was talking to that lady, and I I put it on Twitter and I didn't spoil it or anything, but the lady said something about how she had her shoes size redacted or like <laughs> made smaller, and she's like, "You did have some sidewalk slappers, sister," and I. Just the line reading of that of that line just blew my mind. It was hysterical. Yeah, she was really good at at playing this, you know, this character that you know is sort of based on. the The funny thing is, is that in a lot of shows, is you see the sort of Nancy Grace spoof as like as, and they never as like a news reporter, Nancy Grace. Yeah. and they just use some blonde person to come in and play this sort of you know over the top sort of news type person uh, with their own, you know, talk show or something like that. But in this case, bringing the actual person that's being parodied to actually sort of parody herself and then her doing it so well was brilliant. Yes. Agreed. So I just loved Virginia's court outfit. (laughs) I loved the jury singing and I loved Hope at the end in her Tibetan outfit. I love lines like, when she walks in with that, you know, that outfit on and he goes, you look like, you look like Julia Roberts, uh, or you look like, uh, that girl from pretty woman. Yeah, you look like that hooker from pretty then... woman when she played that lawyer. <laughs> you oh my God, know? I love it. <laughs> and, I love it. And I those, love those uh, people so much. I want them to be my, f- just the way that they sort of like remember things and, and, uh, and have lines or, or you know, just the way it ends with, the judge telling them that, you know, after seeing all those things that they they hope that they've learned something from all this. And Virginia's like, you know, we seem to do that on a weekly basis. You know, <laughs> I like that they do meta without being annoying. <laughs> yeah, which is a nice little thing about which is basically what the show is, is is it's, you know, like a family matters or type of show, you know, type of, you know, that that style of family comedy except right the comedy is is much smarter at times and uh, you know and much wackier 
in in the world that they've set this, but it's still that sort of family comedy where something is learned, uh, to, you know, some sort of message by the end of an episode. Right. So that's Raising Hope. Everybody watch it when it comes back next year. And if you haven't been watching it, when the DVDs come out or... Yes, catch up on it. Pop those on and catch up so you can jump on board. This is a show yes, that... Yes, because you, it, you need to see it. <clears throat> Revenge, Season 1, Episode 17, Doubt. I might be bored of Revenge. <laughs> like, it took too long of a break that when it came I might, back, you I might weren't... be bored. Were you just bored with this episode? It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like this was a very exciting episode. It was just kind yeah, of Yeah, it wasn't a very exciting episode. I felt like... I actually, it was one well, point, right up until like, the very why end. am I still awake? I don't even remember what happened at the end. She kicked the crap out of that guy. <laughs> for, oh, right. For beating, up, for beating up both Jack and Daniel. Daniel. Well, I don't know. Well, I think the stuff that's happening, you know, that's going on is the problem was is there's been such a long break. Yeah. That him being, you know, you kind of forgot that, like, you're like, wait, he's in jail? He's, oh, wait. Um, it was, there were, like, a lot of things where you're still trying to, like, remember where things right. were sort of left off. Uh, and and so it took you, or only so it took me, you know, partway into the episode before you sort of felt like you were had your footing again and we're kind of back into the, the story a little bit. Right. And it, it didn't have any sort of, not too much of any, you know, sort of big thing happened for, you know, it coming back from a little bit of a layoff. Uh, it wasn't a huge layoff, but it, it was pretty... It had to have been, what, like five or six weeks here now that there yeah. hasn't been an episode. Which is why I think long. that people who are in the, I don't mean like people as in referring to Amory as people. I saw I don't mean people. Amory's a person. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't mean it like that. I, then I didn't want you to like take it like I was like people <laughs> you, I'm just saying Amory. Um, oh because I saw a lot of people say the same thing and I wondered the same thing if it was just, it was gone for a long time. So like if the first episode back is not really exciting and you say, maybe I'm bored with it. Maybe it's not that you're bored with it. You're just bored with this first episode. Like, I still yeah. think the show's good. I just, I would agree though, that this first episode back was after being gone for so long, the episode back was just a little bit disappointing. It's one of those that like, if you would have just been watching it, like if this episode would have played like right after the last episode, you know, the next week probably would have had a, a much different reaction because Exactly. It would have been fine. It wouldn't have been great, but you would have been like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It wasn't written. It obviously wasn't written, you know, the season obviously wasn't written with it in mind that there was going to be a big break between episode, you know, 16 and 17. Otherwise, you know, something more along the lines of like recently, like Fringe, the way that that season's been broken a little bit, it, it seems a little bit more obvious that they sort of knew that there was going to be these types of breaks. And so the episodes that come back, you know, have something. And, you know, that's been the case with some other series that have had, a, you know, a little bit of gaps in the in the season. And this one, it was almost just like sort of like a regular episode, which would have played fine. But you, maybe it's just because you were missing it for so long that when it did come back, you know, it, you were yeah. like expecting, you were expecting a lot. I don't know but, what the situation was. Maybe I was just tired. But, uh... Sometimes that's the case. Nothing really happened in it, so I'm not really sure what I'm talking about it for. Well, they they did, you know, Emily did find out a little bit more about, you know, this other guy that, Mm -hmm. and and some of the things, you know, and seeing, you know, a little bit more firsthand at the the links that Victoria will go to, you know, to do things like having her. To me, that was the best reveal of the, I mean, I don't know that it was a reveal because I figured it out pretty quickly, but that was kind of the most interesting part of it is that she would have her son beat up just so that right yeah um, they had a lot of interesting looks of between emily and and victoria in the like how much sort of the how much to, trying to play the we're both on the same side here but we're not really on the same side here right uh type of stuff there was you know there was some stuff going on and and you you get a, a little bit chance to see even more firsthand how far Victoria will go on her own, and and that harkens back to things that we talked about before, like how much did she get drawn into things and go, go along with things, and you know with you know Emily's father and and what the, happened to him and what they did to him and stuff. 
and how much you see that she's really like every time they try and show there's a little bit of redeeming quality or something to it then they show something else that you're just like no she is completely sunk into this other world and she is the one that is using all kinds of means to try and keep Mm -hmm. her position well i don't really have anything else really to say about revenge it was boring to me but i'm still watching so we'll see what happens so moving on to the good wife season three episode 21 the penalty box and i don't really have too much to say about this except this is another phenomenal episode um and this this season is just kind of barreling through and i love it and i hate will dating other people because i love will and alicia but i also just love with what i love what they're doing that's about all i know you don't i know you don't well i still think it and another one where they showed that you know having the uh, uh i'm blanking on his name the guy that played the judge in the david the, Paymer in the no the other one that played the the judge of the judge. Steven Root? Yeah. You know, another guest star that they wrote character to use, and they, you know, used him very well. You know, he can play pretty serious, but he can also play, you know, completely, you know, sort of this, yeah. you know, wacky type of stuff. And they sort of hit a sweet spot in the middle of him being sort of, you know, like the small, you know, it's more of a smaller town judge or whatever brought in uh, for this case. And, but, you know, his style and, and stuff, just another example of, of using a guest star to great, you know, for a, another great performance out of a guest star. Right. And and then just the stuff that they have going on in, in this in this show, there's so much. Even when you get just little bits of these other storylines, it still seems to move these other storylines forward. There's mm-hmm. just lots of stuff happening, and the story continues to move, and you don't feel like, oh, they're just throwing that in so that they can, for this other story. It doesn't feel tacked on or something. It, no, it doesn't. It feels very much that these are all important, and we just tend to focus more in on one here and there than than the others. But But setting up, going into, I can't believe that like the next episode is... Is the finale. Yeah, it seems like. And I'm very glad Carrie is back because I like him. Even though he's a jerk, I like him. Well, I think that they've done they've done well this season of sort of bridging the animosity gap between him and Alicia. Right. And so I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, next season especially, to see them actually working on the same side on some cases. Yeah. In, instead of going uh up against each other and and, and you know, and and kind of a, a a good thing to have him back into the fold on the sort of you know the quote unquote good guys side exactly or the, you know, exactly so that uh, you can see where they go. But just seeing the 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 promo for the season finale, it, apparently they're you know they've got guest stars coming out all over the place mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. bringing back characters that we've seen on the on the side for. And it's one of those that I Martha can't Martha Plimpton is the best ever. <laughs> teamed up with Michael J. Fox. I mean, that's yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's, that's going to be it's it's going to be great. And it's another show. Uh, the Good Wife has sort of become a show like, uh, well, another show that Ray doesn't watch, but like Cougar Town that is really good at what it does, but has a crappy name. Yeah, that doesn't because I was talking to some you know somebody the other day. And, you know, once you mention, you know, blogging about TV or, or podcasting about TV or something like that, it was a podcaster's meetup. And so, you know, I podcast about TV. And so the question is always what, you know, what are some of your favorite shows or what are the good shows on? And as I went through, you know, some of the shows, you know, the first things that popped into my mind while I was talking, uh, you know, I mentioned The Good Wife. And the guy was like, really? You know, like, I, I'm surprised that, that show's still on. I mean, isn't it about, you know, like this you know wife standing you know and i was like that's how it started you know (laughs) so that sort of how the thing started and it becoming the legal drama that it is it still has that the thing that didn't interest people is not really what it is but that name still invokes that but i still think it's one of the you know it's one of the best written law dramas that doesn't fall into just that 
same thing, and they don't go completely, you know, wacky, strange like a David E. Kelly law drama or something to try and bring right. the to bring the drama. Uh, they do it with well written characters and interesting characters. So that's the Good Wife. Can't wait to see what the finale looks like. And now for our favorite show. This is <laughs> I can't sarcasm. wait to hear this. <laughs> oh God, girls! I've been looking forward to season it one, episode two, vagina panic. I can't talk about episode two because I stopped it four minutes in because I hated it. I didn't like the pilot. I didn't understand why people liked the pilot. I watched the second episode just because I had recorded it. Forget it. Forget it. Are you just a prude, Amory? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's it. Um, well, first, before I begin, I just want to say that... Um, before I begin. Before I start this talk here... Um, sorry, I'm trying to find a link for you. I I sent Amory this podcast today because I have listened and read a lot because obviously there's a lot of whatever. I'm not even going to call it controversy because it's so... I don't know that I really believe it's controversy um, about the show and... There's a lot of crap being thrown yeah. <laughs> um, that I don't know deserves to be thrown or if it's just overreaction or if it's just one person says something and, you know what I mean, a lot of people pile on. So then it seems like it's magnified in the Internet universe, but yeah. not really, yeah. whatever. Um, so but I so I've listened and I've read a lot of things, but I think probably um, one Ken Levine's take on it. Is that right? Levine? Did yeah. Is that right? Whatever. Yep. It was kind of how I <laughs> Whatever. Felt I don't really it. care Whatever. if I did Whatever. anyway. <laughs> but anyway, the the podcast, um, Extra Hot Great, it's their episode number 80. Um, it's their most recent episode. That podcast probably captured exactly how I feel about it, where, like, I don't hate it. <laughs> like, Amory hates it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't like it. I just don't think it's very good. I think that... I don't really know what the critics are watching, but then most days I feel like I'm watching some kind of alternate, like I feel like I'm getting a feed from the alternate verse in Fringe on my TV because yes. I feel like I'm <laughs> not watching the same TV that other people are watching Agreed. pretty consistently these days. But So you've gotten like Amory's feed because usually she's watching that yeah. completely Ray different. Ray and I though. have the same feed as far as <laughs> yes, TV shows. We just don't have the same taste. So. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, whereas, like, I just don't get what the critics see in it. Like, I just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't see what they think is so revolutionary about it. Like, as I was telling somebody, must have been Amory, because who else would have talking to this about, um, like, I don't like community. Well, I don't find community very funny. And generally speaking, I watch community and I'm just like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that I like a lot of the characters on Community, and it's why I keep tuning back into it, hoping that I will suddenly see the light. For the three episodes a year that they do that are sort of regular comedy? Yes. But I like those characters, and I like certain pairings of those characters. So, like, that's kind of why I keep going back to it. But even when I don't like an episode of Community, I can at least see what it is that people are praising about it. Like, I can yeah. see... You know what I mean? Like why people say it's so great or why – what they like about it when it's different or whatever. Like I can at least see that. I can see what they're aspiring to. I just don't see it on girls. I'm just like I don't understand what you see. I I just see selfish, entitled brats who could solve their problem if they just would go out and get a real job and stop whining about what they don't have or right. what they think they deserve because they haven't worked for it. Um <laughs> And maybe it's my issue because I have issues with people like that. So, like, I am predisposed not to like these characters, even though they're already unlikable characters. And the show is built around just showing those characters. Like, we get so little exposure to secondary characters or other characters who are not main characters that it's hard to watch it because you're just like, I just don't care about these people. And they don't – and the thing about it is, is I'm not – I don't think a show has to have likable characters in it, um, per se. I think it has to have at least one character that I'm going to like. <laughs> right. Um, which maybe is the problem. Like, I find all of these characters to be unlikable. So it would be one thing if just the main character, whose name I can't remember right now. Um, yeah, I don't know it either. If if she were unlikable, it would be one thing. 
all of her friends are also unlikable and they're the only people we ever see or interact with on the show. So I'm just like, I just don't, I don't care. So it's not that I hate the show. I don't like hate it. I just watch it. And I'm like, one, this is supposed to be a comedy. Like <laughs> I have not laughed once at anything I've watched on the show. Um, maybe I like smiled in the first episode with her parents in the hotel room. It wasn't even her parents. It was just her dad and his like wanting to know what she's, had taken drugs wise um that was like the one moment that i had kind of like a little smile but i did not find it funny and really i didn't i mean i had heard a lot about the show but i wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy or drama (laughs) and after the first episode i was like well this clearly is not a comedy right (laughs) i just don't i don't get it i don't find any of it funny um so whatever but i just wanted to say that despite all of that like i felt like this podcast extrahotgreat.com which I don't know why I'm blanking on everybody's name right now Tara and Joe Tara and and Joe and Glark well Dave they're pretty well known on the internet as TV circles go so you know what I mean like you may have heard of them Um, so their podcast is good to check out anyway but they kind of encapsulated for me exactly how I feel about the show in that I don't think it's horrible I don't think it's I don't hate it I just don't see what everybody else is claiming is so revolutionary or so great or Mm – I don't know if revolutionary is the word, but I just don't know what they're seeing in it that I'm not seeing. Um, I don't think – if the point is like that this is a show that lets women not be likable and lets women like have sex without condemning them for having sex because nothing – as far as the show is concerned, the characters on the show are not like – when they're commenting on the having sex or whatever on the show, they're not judging each other for it. You know what I mean? They're having honest conversations about having it, but I don't really, I could, if I had likable characters and they were doing that, that would be one thing, but I'm just like, well, if you have unlikable characters doing those type of things, I don't think that that's kind of revolutionary or showing me anything that we haven't already seen. You know, I don't know how to explain what I mean, but I I just don't think it's anything great. Um, Yeah. And I just don't yes. think, I don't know. The acting is just whatever. The acting isn't acting. It's just reading lines and it's not good. Right. And I don't have, I, I'm going to say up front, I don't have any problem with the people behind the show. I don't know them. So that's why I don't have any problem with them. I have read other things about some of the people. I've, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, whatever. I don't even have a problem with what everybody else is saying. Like nepotism. First of all, it's not nepotism because are one of their parents actually working at the network and that's how they got the job? <laughs> right, exactly. Not no. Because their parents are famous. And if you're going to say that it's because their parents are famous that they got the job, then I think every TV show on in the world probably has somebody on cast who got their job because they knew somebody famous or they right. relate to somebody famous or they made a connection to somebody famous because they were sleeping with – you know what I mean? Like – you just can't – I just feel like that's a stupid argument. Like, come on. Hollywood is built on that. So I, just don't – whatever. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> like, let's be honest. She has the show because she's got friendly with Judd Apatow. Like, it has nothing – whether that became because of her family or whatever, that's why she has the show. And that's not nepotism. That's because she made a connection and she got lucky yeah, enough to get the show. That, like, yeah, that's yeah, just exactly. – uh, that's just the way that things work in a lot of places. Right. If you get out there and meet people the in the... The whole thing just gets on my nerves because it's just like, that's just jealousy. Yeah. Like if yeah, it'd have, have to be nepotism if... Just... Yeah, it'd only be nepotism if, like, the per- the person who Greenlight shows at HBO was Lena Dunham's father or something, yeah. you know? But overall, I think I'm in the same place. I think I'm pretty much in the same place as you with the show is while I tried to stay away from reading or seeing anything you still if you get on twitter you know nowadays all i saw was you know of some of the critics and stuff that i follow is just the show is you know the greatest thing since sliced bread and here's my review and you know and just seeing all this stuff and so there was just from that little bit there was a built-in expectation of that it's going to be you know, this is at least going to be good. Like, it's going to be good. And 10 minutes into it, I'm going, what? Yeah. And then the same thing with you. Like, uh, this is a comedy. 
Like, because that's the right. other thing is like it's it's great and it's a comedy. And I I sometimes I put the, it. It's my fault. I said this last week on the podcast that when you hear comedy and you know a half hour show on HBO or Showtime or Stars is not necessarily a comedy just because it's a half hour. It gets it sort of gets lumped in as a comedy or even if there is some comedy but this is more you know a dramedy if anything but when you're not laughing at all at anything then it's not even close you're like you're like this is just a weird a weird drama i did there were a couple things that you know with the parents like i did find in the first episode the opening scene with the parents and the dynamic between the parents and how she finally jumps in <laughs> Why the dad's hemming and hawing about trying to tell her, and the mom just sort of jumps in and says, "We're no longer supporting you." And the dad's like, "Well, I wouldn't have put it that way." I yeah. laughed at that, just that line and the way that it, it happened was funny. But like after that, there was like nothing else. Like nothing else in the episode really made me laugh. And so I was like, "This isn't a comedy." And so I'm trying to look at it from you know, just not being a comedy. Like trying to take that out of it and. Then you have these characters that, whether it's supposed to be a commentary on that should be put these down self, you know, these sort of self-absorbed uh, characters, whether it's there's some sort of commentary or something trying to be said about these characters, I don't know. I just know that in the first episode, I saw enough that I was interested to watch another episode to like see where it goes. And I was definitely interested in, and since last week we had Todd Vanderwerf on the podcast, and he is one of the critics that thinks this is, you know, the greatest show. He uh, also liked on, Huge. On, so. on TV. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. I'm sorry, I hated Huge. And so he, uh, you know, he thinks it's great, and he said, you know, and he had seen the first three episodes, and so, and his opinion was that the second episode was the best of the first three episodes. And so I I was, so that also interests me in that there was enough in the first episode that I was interested to see uh, what they were going to try and do with this. And then I also wanted to see what the best of the three episodes of the best show to come along in a long time was. And it opens up with a completely bizarre sex scene that, you know, and then moves off into this whole sort of weird talk about sexually transmitted diseases and abortions and the character interactions are weird and I'm like what what am I watching like what what is it that people think you know in the same place as you were like I'm just going what do people see in this that they think this is good what am I missing like what is there like some piece of something that I need to know some angle that I need to be viewing this at to be able to get what this is because after after one episode I was like okay I you know I think they did a good job whether you like the characters or not I think they did a decent job of setting up the you know some of the characters and and the the situation but then obviously where they're going with it is they're just leaving them in this and I have no desire to watch them work through this you know trying to get a job or or anything. I mean, even the scene, like, Amory didn't see it, but the scene when she goes for the job interview. Right. All of a sudden she. Who thinks be- that's right? Who think who in their yeah. right mind? All of a sudden she's, do that? she's creating, like, really good rapport with the person that would hire her and stuff like this. And, and it looks like my view of the scene is things are looking pretty good about her possibly getting, you know, actually getting this job. Like, and then she makes a joke about he says what college she you know he went to or whatever and she makes some joke about how uh incidents of rape or whatever went down the year after he left and that yes. was Amory there's the rape <laughs> joke and oh my god Why and you, you were just like funny? and and you were like who in any if this is supposed to be a real portrayal of these people just you know you don't believe that anybody would be that stupid, like in an interview, to mention that type of stuff. In like, no matter how nervous or or whatever, because it was obvious. It, it and it just was like out of nowhere. 
Like, yeah. Like, it took this, like, good rapport and then, like, went to a joke that I don't even think that you would, like, make necessarily if you'd been friends with somebody for, like, a really long time. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And you're just like, this, you know, and this, I I don't, I I don't get, I have no desire that the chance, you know, uh, for me, I'll, I'll watch uh, Game of Thrones and Veep and then, you know, I'm done with girls. Then go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. After episode two, because from uh, what I heard, it's supposed to be the best of the first three episodes. So, like, if that's the best of the episodes, then, you know, and I don't get the supposed controversies around it where they started, where, you know, things about, uh, you know, race and all these other things, you know, besides the, you know, the, the nepotism or because they're, you know, many of the people in the cast have famous parents or semi-famous parents. I get the race thing. I mean, I get the diversity thing just from a a general standpoint. Like, I wouldn't, like, have pulled this show particularly to say, oh, my God. I mean, that was a critics thing because the critics kept going on and on about how it was representing a generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then to say it's representing a generation and there's nobody of color, that's whatever. Not even just nobody of color, just no other ethnicity oh my god i can't say the word whatever ethnicities but so far like even at the time it's just representing like four people like it's not even really well i know and and on a very limited basis the critic thing i think yeah like the critics are the one that caused that more so than the people on the show like i don't think well maybe hbo was portraying it that way but i don't feel like in the interviews i've seen that um, Lena has been portraying it as like some kind of great, gen- you know what I mean, yeah. voice of the generation thing. Um, HBO pulled that one clip from the first episode and has put it in those promos, so that's kind of been portraying it that way, and that's what people have a problem with. But I would say that every show, you know what I mean, there are so many shows that have that kind of problem that I'm not sure it's fair to pick on this show for that, especially as you say, <laughs> it's just focusing on four people and you know what I mean? Like, I think it's probably true to their type of people. <laughs> that sounded bad, but <laughs> to that kind of group, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. maybe they have a little bit of, I don't know if racism is the right word, but they kind of have a blind eye towards the racism thing. So I think I heard somebody say that it was trying to be, that it's almost a commentary, a firewall, you know, an iceberg podcast, Alan Sepinwall and and uh, Feinberg were talking about it on their podcast in that they think that it's almost a sort of a commentary on these people who think they're very progressive and very, but yet they're so selfish and, and whatnot that they don't even realize that, you know, the characters themselves don't even realize that. And so it's not necessarily like you couldn't have African-American friend on the, you know, be one of the, the four and that be the commentary that the show is trying to make type mm-hmm. of thing. And so that's the type of thing that I'm looking at and going, that's really? really? Commentary that is that the commentary make? that the show is trying to make? Is that what I'm missing? Is that why, you know, that was no, just one of those I, things that I think, wow, like, I'm definitely missing out. that was part of what we were trying to say, that would be one thing. But that's like them trying to retroactively <laughs> say, well, it could be part of the commentary. Well, no, it's not. And yeah. I think it's, it's okay for somebody to bring it up and say, you know, this is an issue um, or this, I see this as an issue or I have an issue with this as far as the show goes, but I don't think it had to be what it became online. But again, I think that's kind of that thing where everything online is just magnified to such a degree that it became that not because it was really that big of an issue, but because everybody was commenting, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it became the circular issue. The internet is small... <laughs> I'm now more over girls than i was when i watched it <laughs> oh you mean I? you're not gonna you're not gonna go back and find the rape joke no i'm watch? moving on because i'm done i hate I'm done it i'm done this. all right um ray and i are gonna talk some reality so i'm just gonna comment on survivor kim better watch out because she's gonna let her cocky attitude get herself in trouble just because she had two three blind sides here doesn't mean it's gonna suddenly work in her favor she needs to keep playing the game and we'll keep our fingers crossed because she's the least i guess i don't know offensive winner um so let's talk the amazing race i say it every time i talk about this show and ray and i talked about it a little bit online um i just hate brendan and rachel so much so much what did i watch for next week's preview something about her crying because 
Oh my god, there's like a preview that she might have to shave her hair. She paid five hundred dollars for extensions and I don't think it's fair that I have to shave them off. I'm like, really? <laughs> first, okay. of all, first of all, who the hell's paying five hundred dollars for extensions? Right? Where the f are you going for to get your hair done? Exactly. Exactly. Like, Ugh. are they putting like gold in your hair that you're paying five hundred dollars for extensions? Because it I doesn't just hate look her that so good. Much. Let me just tell you. I don't watch Big Brother, but like when I would go to my parents and my mom had it on, I would instantly be like, I hate her. And now she's on The Amazing Race, and I definitely hate her. Definitely. I definitely hate her. Um, I was sad to see um, what's his name and what's his name leave. <laughs> um, um, Bopper and they didn't Little leave. Bopper, what were their names? Oh, not leave. Get very almost kicked out. I'm having a tough time talking today because I mean, but they've been, what, they've, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> I don't even know. She had trouble saying that she has trouble talking. Tough time talking today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I meant to say that I'm sad to see them come in last place because I don't know if they're going to be recovering because one of them's sick and one of them's breaking knees and, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. So hopefully they'll kind of come back and, um, I want Art and JJ gone because, I mean, really? To be that offended because someone didn't use a U-turn that you still then got to use and it didn't affect your standing at all? Oh, my God. Yeah, their oh my God. reaction to it is a little... I don't actually have a problem with Art and JJ. Just... Like, I don't have a problem with them either, but that that reaction was just like, really? It was a little over the board. Like... It was a little ridiculous. I like that Mark and Bopper even said it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's just too much. Like, you, that's not necessary. No. So, I mean, we're down towards the end. I don't want that, what's her name, Raphael or something. What are their names? There's, a, there's two. There's two Rachels. Dave and Rachel are the army guys. Yes. Army and ladies. You, Art and you JJ are the border agents. I can't remember their yeah, name right the now. the other two Vanessa? that I don't like. Vanessa and Ralph is his name. Ralph. Reminds me of Ralph Bianco. He was in fifth grade. Uh, he was in fifth grade with me, and he wore, um, like, mesh shirts all the time. So every time I, th I see that, I remember Ralph Bianco. But anyway, um, I don't care who wins as long as it's not Brendan and Rachel. Agreed. I mean, um, I don't so love Vanessa and... Yeah. So, oh, so let's hope like that Vanessa, it goes... Like, Vanessa cracks me up, but only because she hates... <laughs> exactly, because she hates <laughs> Brendan and Rachel as much... Well, she hates Rachel as much as we do. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're so sad. Um, anyway, yeah, that's it for reality. We're just going to talk real quickly about TV on DVD. I don't have much to say other than I think you should buy Suits season one, Felicity season one and two, and 10 items or less season three when it comes out on May 1st. And, uh, I second the, uh, Suits season one. It was a very good first season. Yes. Agreed. Um, I don't second that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You like Suits, didn't you? Yeah, I gave up watching it, though. I found it. Oh, cool. well, you suck. Um, I... <laughs> Shut up. Um... Different tastes, remember? Yes. I don't think it's a bad show. I just did... I found it boring. Sorry. Yeah. I like the, the, the whatever, the bromance between them. I just find the rest of it boring. The cases are boring. Yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, I guess my choice is Felicity, some old school DVD. Yes. Felicity, so, you can watch the, the haircut. If you get both seasons one and season two, you can watch the haircut happen. The haircut <laughs> that of. sunk a million chips or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. There's our show for the day. Our TV, our TV, our song was provided. What the hell? Our music today was provided by <laughs> IODA PromoNet. The song is... TV party by the Asylum Street Spankers from the Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And I did sing a little bit of fun in the beginning. I don't know if it's going to make it, but fun, some nights, great album. And you know where to find us, tvtimes3.com. Spell it all out. This one will be tvtimes3.com slash 132. We're on iTunes and Twitter and Facebook and stitcher.com slash TV. And who's our guest next week? Guest. Our guest. Be our guest. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Our music when it wasn't provided by Alan Menken and that guy, the other guy who wrote that song. Um, who's our guests? <laughs> Next week, Stephanie Week from the TV Rewind podcast and Mo Ryan from 
Huffington Post and the Talking TV with Ryan and Ryan podcast will be on with me. Cool. So there you have it. There you have it. Yep. That'll do another episode. If you'd please uh, rate and or review us on iTunes, that's always appreciated. And as always, let's just hope, let's just keep our fingers crossed that on Castle, (laughs) they will be feeling each other's love. Yes, let's hope. Yes, that we all get to see that. Yes, I particularly, I just really want to see Nathan. Like, I want to see Beckett's point of view. <laughs> you want to see Nathan Nathan Fillion, everybody. And on that note. Oh my God, I'm sorry. That was wrong. I'm heading out to Wasopolis. I shouldn't objectify him that way. All right. You can. All right, I'm hanging up. Goodbye. I think I have the title for this episode. Oh my god. (laughs) Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. When you're lost and alone and your feet are on the ground. Oh my god, I've been listening to fun, period, for weeks. Like, on repeat, can't deal with it. I'm in love with them. That sounds good. Yeah. For, for a second there, you're like, you've been listening to fun? Why don't you try and participate in it? I've been listening to fun. I've been listening to fun. It's just right outside my window. And then lost... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I've just been listening to fun. I can't, I can't get even to see it. it but... No, I. it's a great... They're great two albums. Everybody should listen to them. Yeah. That's the news for today. Are we ready? I'm going. Ray, are you still there? Did you hang up? <laughs> I'm still here. Okay, there we go. Now, <laughs> oh it, now it's official. We're uh... we're all here.